Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. As we are in our season of healing, just so you know, we are worshiping on campus and making sure that our worship experiences are safe and sanitary. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. So, so that, that priest would come in, he would come into the tabernacle, into the outer court with thanksgiving and with praise, giving God glory for all that he had done. The first thing that he encountered when he came to that outer court, he encountered the brazen altar. Now, the brazen altar is a very powerful symbol because everything is types and shadows, remember. Everything points to something else. And the brazen altar is the place where the blood flowed. It represents the cross of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. It tells us that we don't deserve anything from God apart from the blood. It tells us that we need to come to the altar. Now, if you notice the size and scope This is the biggest piece of furniture in the entire tabernacle. It's huge. Now, this is where it starts, but this is where you're going. And notice that the biggest piece of furniture is the altar. But you can't get to the ark where the miracles are and where the glory is until you come to the altar. We have raised up a generation in the Spirit-filled church and they want little altars and big arcs. They don't understand that it is big altars that create bigger arcs. That if you want miracles in your life, that it starts at the altar. So, Lord, that priest, he would come into your presence, approaching you with thanksgiving and praise. Then he would come to that altar. Lord, he offered two lambs before you every day in the morning and in the evening. A lamb in the morning and a lamb in the evening. And then on the Sabbath, he would offer two lambs in the morning and two lambs in the evening. And everything about that lamb was consumed. The only thing that was left after it was placed in the fire was the blood. 
So, Lord, today we want to tell you that we thank you for your cross. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that has changed our life. Lord, I decree and declare over everybody in this room that in 2021, the blood will never lose its power. I declare the blood of Jesus over your life. I declare the blood of Jesus over your family. I declare the blood of Jesus over your marriage. I declare the blood of Jesus over your children. I declare the blood of Jesus washes your mind, cleanses your agendas. Lord, at this altar, I want to tell you that I thank you for becoming my sacrifice. Lord, this altar represents repentance, so right now, God, I repent. Lord, we repent of anything that has kept us from you. We repent of any door that we opened, Lord, that pulled us out of your presence. We repent, God, of, of, of unrighteousness. We repent of sin, God, that is seen and unseen. We repent of things, God, that we've done out in the open and things we've done in secret. And we ask you to have mercy on us. God, we repent today of unforgiveness. We repent of division. We repent, God, of anger. We repent of attitudes. We repent of compromise. God, we come to this altar, and this altar represents repentance, Lord, and we know that it begins in the house of the Lord. So we repent, God, and we ask you to have mercy on us. Lord, not only did you crawl up on that altar that we call a cross, you said in your word that we should present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you. <laughs> so, Jesus, we your people now, we come to you. And in 2021, we crawl up on your altar. And we say, Lord, have your way in us. We say, Lord, have your way in us. We repent, God, of anything that has kept us from you. And we say, Lord, we crawl on that altar. And we present our bodies as a living sacrifice unto you, holy and acceptable. I declare, God, that your people this year present themselves to you, God. That they lay aside the sin and the weight that so easily besets them. And I declare that this year, Lord, they crawl on your altar and say, use me. I'm a sacrifice for you. In Jesus' name, Lord, we come. We're not perfect. We come with flaws. Oh, Jesus. Ah, we come with struggles. We come just as we are. Just as I am without one plea. Tell him, come on. Hallelujah. We're coming to you, Lord. Just as 
one dark blot. As I am, just as I am, thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse, relief. You believe his promises. ourselves this year on that altar and we say Lord have your way in our lives cleanse us and wash us and make us a living sacrifice for you that priest would come by that altar and then he would come to the brazen lever the brazen lever was made from the looking glasses the brass mirrors of the women of Israel and it represents the Word of God. And I want to thank God for His Word. The Bible said in Ephesians that He would wash the church with the water of His Word. And if you study that, that He might sanctify and cleanse her by the washing of the water of the Word. That washing is actually the Hebrew word and Greek word for labor. See, this labor represents the word of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful today for your word, God. I wonder if there's anybody thankful for the word of the Lord. I'm thankful for the Old Testament, for the Pentateuch. I'm thankful for the creation book. I'm thankful for Psalms and Proverbs. I'm thankful for the gospels of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for the epistles, and I'm thankful for the great book of revelations. I'm thankful for the word. That priest would come, and he would wash himself, and he represents us being washed by the word. See, when we cleanse ourselves, we cleanse ourselves with the word. There was a mirror that that priest looked in. That mirror enabled that priest to wash off the dirt. Wash off the mud, wash off the mess, because he knew that he was about to go to another level. And there were some things that survived at this level that had to be cleansed before they would go to the next level. See, the reality is God is wanting to take you to another level. God's wanting to take you to another dimension, but you've got to come by the labor and say, Lord, wash me of anything that's not like you. Oh, listen, there was a mirror. That priest could see every discrepancy. 
He could see every compromise. He could see every bit of the dirt, every bit of the mud. He would cleanse himself. He would get himself prepared. And I want to tell you what our mirror is. Our mirror is not a denomination. Our mirror is not a religious institution. Our mirror is the Word of God. So we look in that Word and we are washed and cleansed by the water of the Word. We do what the Bible says. We live the way the Bible says. The Bible says it's sin, it's sin. The Bible says it's unrighteous, it's unrighteous. It doesn't matter what modern theologians say. It matters what the Bible says. It matters what the Word says because the Word is the mirror. Get your life lined up with that Word and you'll go to another level. So that priest would stand there and wash himself by the Word. So I'm declaring that this year, that the Word takes preeminence in our lives. I declare that you are led by the Word. I declare that you are filled with the Word. I declare that you have everything that the Word says you have. I declare that you can do everything that the Word says you can do. I declare that because of the Word, when the devil comes in like a flood, that the Spirit of the Lord raises a standard against him. I declare that you are full of the Word and you feast on the Word and you have power because the Word works mightily in you. I declare that if the Word says you're healed, then you're healed. I declare that if the Word says your families will be saved, that your family will be saved. I declare that if the Word says you have power, then you have power. So Lord, wash us in your Word. Come on, slip up your hands. Lord, wash me in your word. Lord, wash me in your word. Wash your people in your word. Cleanse us with your word. Order our steps with your word. Lead us and guide us with your word. Send your anointing because of your word. In Jesus' name. Now the next that I want to talk about is the post. Now the post separated the outer court from the inner court. But there was something about going by the table or, or the altar, that brazen altar that represented the word. There was something about coming here that prepared them for the next level. Oh, I declare in faith that some of you are getting ready to go to another level. Some of you are getting ready to go into a dimension that you haven't been in. Oh, you didn't get there in 2020. But by the word of the Lord, I declare that a new level is opening in your life. These five posts separated the outer court from the inner court. And I named these five posts because these five posts held up the whole tabernacle. These five posts is what kept it from crashing down. I named these five posts out of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name 
shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. How has your world not caved in? How have you been able to stand and hold up in 2020? Have you been able to make it when you were brokenhearted? Have you been able to sustain even after you failed and even after you've been failed? How did you survive? I'll tell you what held it up. I'll tell you what held it up. Not my religion, not my good works, not my skills, not my abilities. Had it not been for wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace, I wouldn't even be here today. Oh, I wouldn't even be here today. <laughs> oh, I don't deserve him. Oh, I don't deserve him. So we're praying this thing, right? We're praying, we're trying to get to the glory. We're, this is the goal. We can't get there with that wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So we're going to pray this, Lord. Lord, you're wonderful. Lord, we declare that you are a wonder. Lord, don't ever let us lose our wonder. Don't ever let us lose our wonder over your goodness and over your grace. God, don't ever let us get callous or cold or forgetful of the fact that what you have done for us is so wonderful because you are so wonderful. Jesus, I pray that you will be wonderful in people's lives this year. Be wonderful for their family. God, just be who you are. Lord, you are counselor. Counsel us, Jesus. Counsel me on how to be a right dad and a right husband. Counsel me on how to lead your church. Counsel me, God. Counsel me on every decision I make. Don't let me get outside of your plans. Counsel me, God, that I might be the right husband to Dawn. Counsel me that I might be the right dad to my children. Counsel me. God, counsel your people. Lead your people. Guide your people. Be the counselor. I thank you that you are a mighty God. Lord, you're powerful. I declare that you're on our side. I declare that even though the devil rages, you're more powerful than the enemy. You're more powerful than the attack of the enemy. You are a mighty God. You're unstoppable. You're unfathomable. There's nothing you can't do. You are mighty God. And I declare there's no one you can't deliver. There's no marriage you can't restore. There's no hope you can't redeem because you are the mighty God. Oh, Lord, you are the everlasting Father. Lord, that means you don't change. That means people have changed. That means people come and people go. But thank you, Lord, that you are everlasting. Thank you, Lord, that you were good to my great-grandfather who preached your word. My grandfather who preached your word. And now to me and my dad who preached your word. And now to me and I preach your word. And my children will preach your word because you are an everlasting father. Hallelujah. You carry your power from one generation to the next. You carry your grace from one generation to the next. You are an everlasting father. Father, Lord, you are the Prince of Peace. God, in this crazy season that we've been in, I declare peace over your people. 
Come on, somebody. I declare peace over our nation. I declare peace in your family. I declare peace between siblings. I declare peace on your job. I declare peace with your parents. I declare peace in your marriage. I declare peace in your life. Lord, you are the Prince of Peace. We need your peace, Lord. We receive it, God. We hide ourselves in wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. In Jesus' name. You are my hiding place. Come on. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance whenever I am afraid I will trust in you if you're trusting in him just slip up your hand come on and tell him I will trust in you let the weak say I am strong let the weak say I am strong huh. in the strength of the Are you trusting him today? I will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. So that priest would enter into his presence with thanksgiving coming to the altar, acknowledging the blood, the cross, but then laying himself as New Testament priest down on the altar as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. He would come to the brazen lever, wash himself, prepared for the next level. We got to clean ourselves with the word. Then he would come to wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, knowing that that's what was holding everything up. Who would admit that it's the Lord that's holding everything up in your life? Who would admit that you wouldn't even be here without the Lord holding? That people don't know. They don't understand where you've come from. Then he would go, that priest, to the next level. Somebody is going to the next level. Somebody, some family, some woman, some child is going to the next level in the Lord. That priest would come in, and the first thing he saw on his left would have been the golden candlestick. The golden candlestick 
points to Christ because in John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I don't know about you, but my life would be mighty dark without Jesus. I don't know about you, but I don't know where I would be or what I would do without Jesus. This candlestick pointed to Jesus and his ability to come into a dark world and into dark situations and illuminate it with his light. This golden candlestick was hollow. You had the seven lamps and you would fill this hollow candlestick with oil and you would pour the oil, the holy oil into one of the stems and the entire lamp would be full of oil and then the wicks were lit. Now there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lamps. These represent the seven churches. So the lamp represents the church. But this lamp did not burn without the oil. It didn't matter how beautiful the lamp was. The lamp was nothing without the oil. It didn't matter how valuable the lamp was, how costly it was, how ornate it was. It was nothing without the oil because without the oil, they had no fire. Without the fire, they couldn't see their way. They were nothing without the oil. It represents the church. It doesn't matter how nice the building is. It doesn't matter how great the music is. It doesn't matter how skilled the preacher is. It doesn't matter how great your gift is. If you don't have the oil, it's dark, honey. If you don't have the oil, you can't do anything that will last. Everything hinges on the oil. Oh, it doesn't hinge on your ability. It doesn't hinge on your gift. It hinges on the oil. The problem is we are trying to have church in oilless churches. We have buildings now, but they're not oily. But it's the oil that's got to mark the church. It's the oil that produced the fire. And it's the fire that lit the way. That's why you got to have your life full of oil. That's why the oil is just not for the building. We think the oil is for the stage. No, the oil is for every day. We think the oil is when I hold a microphone. You have missed it. The oil is not for the microphone. The oil is for every day. You know why you lose your way? You lose your way when you lose your oil. People have lost their oil 
when they lost that fresh oil, they lost the fire. And when they lost the fire, they made wrong decisions. They couldn't see their way. Wrong was right. Right was wrong. If you lose, if you lose the oil, you'll take a wrong job because you can't see the way. If you lose the oil, you'll get in a wrong relationship because you can't see the way. If you lose the oil, you'll make a wrong decision. If you lose the oil, oh Jesus, you'll, you'll lose your ability to have the light. And if you don't have the light, you'll lose your way. But I'm praying over you right now. I'm praying over you, sir. I'm praying over you, ma'am, that in 2021, you're going to have fresh oil. I declare it over your family. I declare it in your life. I declare it in your job. I declare it over you. I declare it over you that because you have fresh oil, you're going to have fresh fire. And I declare, Jesus, your people will make right decisions. I declare that they will be led, God. I declare that they'll be guided because they can see clearly because they have the oil. Watch this. Raise your hands. Pour on the oil. God is filling you with oil right now. Just like that priest came. God is filling you with oil right now. He, he, I said he's filling you with oil right now. I release oil over you. I release the oil of the Holy Ghost over you right now. Now, watch this. That priest poured in the oil. He lit the wick. But in the morning and in the evening, he had to change the wick. He couldn't leave a dirty wick in the lamp because no smoke was allowed in the holy place. So that priest would come and he would, he would take that dirty wick out because he knew that if there was smoke in the holy place, he wouldn't be able to see his way. And I declare that it's time to get the smoke out of the holy place. It's time to say, Lord, change the wick. See if there be any wicked way in me. I don't want anything that will hinder me seeing your word. I don't want anything that will hinder me from miracles or from your glory. Change the wick in my life. I declare clarity. I speak it over you right now. The 2021 will be a year of clarity. That, that old wick that you've had that's been producing smoke, it's changing out right now and you're going to burn clean before the Lord. I said you're going to burn clean before the Lord. You're going to burn cleaner than you've ever burned in your life. You're about to burn clean before the Lord. Come on, put your hand on your chest and say, I'm going to burn clean before the Lord. I'm going to burn clean before the Lord. Lily of the valley, let your sweet aroma fill my life. Mm. And I pray, Rose of Sharon, show me 
how to grow in beauty in God's sight. It's my prayer. Fairest of 10,000, make me a reflection of your light, of your light, of your light, of your light. And I pray day stars shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. And I say, lead me, Lord, I'll follow. Anywhere you open up the door. Let me know your wisdom. Show me things I've never seen before. Lord, I want to be a witness. You can take what's wrong and make it right. You can make it right. So day stars shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Lead me, Lord, I'll follow. Come on. We say hallelujah. Just lead me, Lord, I'll follow. Anywhere you open up the door. Let your you want. Is that what you want? And I pray day stars shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Well, we've got the candlestick. How many of you want fresh oil? We've got a fresh wick. How many of you want to burn clean this year? We've got the fire. But then the next thing would have been the table of showbread. Jesus said in John 8, I am the bread of life. So it represents Jesus. It represents who the Lord is to us. But the bread also represents the presence of God. And it represents the Word of God. In the Old Testament, they called it the shoe bread or showbread. We could even call it the show up bread. It represents God's presence and it represents God's word. Who oh, I declare that this year we need his presence and we need his word. So I'm raising my hands and I'm speaking over you that this year 
you're going to be full of the bread of God. That his presence and his word is going to be real in your family. That his presence and his word is going to be real in your life. That in 2021, there's going to be plenty of bread. In 2021, you will feast on his presence. Lord, we need your word. We need your presence. We can't do it without you. So God, I declare that your people are going to be full of your word this year. They're not going to be full of fear. They're not going to be full of doubt. They're not going to be full of anxiety. They're not going to be full of worry. They're not even going to be full of their own opinions. But they'll be full of your word. They won't be full of compromise. They'll be full of your word. They won't be full of sickness. They'll be full of your word and Jesus I pray I pray now for those who handle your word I pray for preachers I pray for bishops evangelists and teachers who handle your word I pray God that they will be holy before you I pray that they will not attempt to handle your word without fresh oil. I pray, God, we can't see the bread without the oil and the fire. Oh, God, I pray that preachers will realize that bishops and evangelists and prophets and teachers, God, those that stand before people, they will realize, pastors will know, God, we're going to handle your word in the right way. Oh, God, I pray that you would call this nation to have preachers and ministers that will handle your word righteously. Cause them to rise up, God, in these last days with the bread. Fill churches with the bread. Drive out compromise and let it be. Let it be your word. I speak his word over your family. I speak his word over your marriage. I'm praying for you now. I speak his word over your mind. I speak his word over your doubt. I speak his word. This year's been tough, hasn't it? I speak his word over you that erases all that this year has tried to deposit in you. You're renewed now by the word of the Lord. Jesus name the next place that the priest would go he would come to the altar of incense this represents worship the fire the worship the glory it was poured here now understand this this is what rose as the sweet smelling fragrance to God it was the stack to the onica the galbanon and the pure frankincense it was stirred up and then it was caught on fire. And it rose as a sweet-smelling fragrance. It represented worship. But understand this. This fire came from somewhere. This fire came from somewhere. If you study your Bible, there were priests that died because they offered up strange fire before the Lord. But the reality of it is that this fire of worship had to come from the right place. The truth is, if you study your Bible, you'll find out that when the tabernacle was completed, that the glory came over the tabernacle and the fire of God fell on the mercy seat and fire rushed out of the outer court, went into the inner court, all the way out, or the, rushed out of the inner court and went into the holy place and all the way out into the outer court and it lit 
this altar of fire. It lit it on fire. And it was the fire that was taken from the blood. It was the fire that was taken from the sacrifice. It was the fire that represents to us the cross of Jesus Christ that produced the worship. It was the fire of the altar. It was the fire of what had been done. It was the fire of the sacrifice. And listen, the real fire doesn't come. Real worship doesn't come just because we got good music or a good singer or good ability or good gifting. Oh, no, no, no. Your fiery worship got to come from a place that said, Lord, you washed me and you cleansed me and you gave your life for me. So my worship is what I bring to you. Our worship is not a response to good singing. Our worship is not in response to great musicians. Our worship is in response to the blood that covers our lives and to the cross and sacrifice of Jesus. You say, Pastor, I I used to watch her. She used to cry and weep and worship. What happened to her, Pastor? I'll tell you what happened to her. She left the altar. She forgot about the blood. She forgot how good the Lord had been to her. See, if you have forgotten how to worship, just come back to the blood. Come back to Jesus. Come back to the cross. So here's what I'm doing. I'm releasing over you worship this year. I declare over you, you will worship at another level. I declare you're finding your tears again. You're finding your brokenness again. You're finding your all of the Lord again. You're going to worship him in a new dimension. And it's going to carry you into the glory. But you got to worship him. you got to worship him. Oh, I decree and declare that in the mighty name of Jesus that this is your year. Not to watch worship, but to be a worshiper. Oh, come on. Your house will be full of worship. Your car will be full of worship. Your office will be full of worship. You don't even have to come to the building. When Korah rebelled and the plague was released on the people in the Old Testament, Moses said, go get a coal off the altar. You know where that came from? It came from the altar of worship. He set it in there. It represented intercession. And everywhere he went with that intercession, everywhere he went with that coal, everywhere he went with that burning worship, the Bible said that the plague was stayed. Everywhere he went, he was was an intercessor. He intervened. I declare that this year you rise to be an intercessor. I declare that everywhere you go, people get delivered. I declare everywhere you go, people get delivered. I declare everywhere you go sin loses hold. I declare when you walk in, cancer runs out of the building. I declare that when you walk in, confusion walks out. I declare that when you walk in the room, that you carry the smoke of the glory. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You are a carrier. 
You are a carrier. I'm praying it over you now. I'm praying it over you now. Raise your hands. You are a carrier. You're going to carry this glory. You're going to carry the worship. You're going to carry it. And every time you open your mouth to intercede, it's going to shift things in the atmosphere. Now, that priest would be here at the brazen altar worshiping intercession. He was wanting to go behind the veil. And there were four posts. Four posts that separated the holy place from the holy of holies. The inner court from the holy of holies. These four posts, I named them. They represent something to me. To me, they represent Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I only have access to miracles because I learned about Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I've only got power over cancer and power over sin and power over addiction because I learned that there was a Jesus that came to earth 2,000 years ago and on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. He bled and died and rose again on the third day. Everything I know about Jesus, I, I credit it to the gospel. So I declare that the gospel has power over your life this year. When I think about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I'm going to pray over you now. Pray over myself. I'm declaring, Lord, in Matthew, in Matthew, Lord, you spoke to the storm. And when you spoke to the storm, Lord, that storm had to cease. So I'm speaking over your people and declaring the storms that they've been in are ceasing. I'm declaring the storms that have been in our nation, they got to cease. I'm declaring storms of racism and division and divide and immorality and unrighteousness. I declare that the storm is ceasing. I declare that the storm ceases in your family. I pray for you right now. Come on, come on. I read in your Bible, Lord. I read in the book of Mark that there was a woman healed with an issue of blood. So I declare that every issue you're facing right now, every issue that the enemy's trying to bring against you, God's taking care of your issues. He's taking care of the issues that you can't take care of. He's shifting what you can't shift. He's drying things up that have been tormenting you. He's dealing with things that you can't deal with. God is doing it. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, I, I read in Matthew, Mark, and Luke that you healed the great multitude. I declare that there is a multitude that's coming to this house. I declare that revival is about to hit every Calvary campus. I declare an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that's going to be followed with miracles, signs, and wonders. And then Jesus, I read in John where you said you love the world so much, God, that you gave your only son. So I declare salvation is being released in your house. I declare your lost son is going to get hungry for Jesus this year. I declare your lost daughter is coming into the kingdom. Somebody raise your hands. I declare salvation, 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 salvation. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. I declare it in your life. I declare it over your family. Now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But then there was a veil, and the veil 
was woven 15 centimeters, six inches thick. You could not get there until you went through the process. It started with entering in with thanksgiving and praise. You come to the altar. You acknowledge the blood. You're changed by the word. You know you need wonderful counsel. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, bright morning star. You need fresh oil and clean wicks. You need the bread of presence and the bread of words. You're a worshiper and an intercessor. But then there's the veil. There's the matter of the veil. What about the veil? The issue with the veil was this. The veil was what separated a holy God from an unholy people. It was the veil. It was the veil. But the Bible says that that, that 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross that the veil, <laughs> the veil, I feel the anointing, the veil was rent and what kept us from God and God from us, it was rent by what Jesus did. If you study your Bible, if you study your word, you'll find out that the veil wasn't rent from the bottom to the top because if it had been rent from the bottom or torn from the bottom to the top, that would have meant that a man tore that veil and a man made it happen and a man produced it, but it wasn't a man that tore the veil. No, sir. It wasn't man's ability. It wasn't man's strength. It wasn't man's gifting. It was God Almighty himself who tore the veil from the top to the bottom. He reached down in that temple. He he got that veil and he ripped it apart and he said no more veils no more separation no more outer court inner court everybody can come in if they'll get in my process feel the anointing today y'all tell your neighbor I'm going in tell your neighbor I'm going in I'm going in that veil when that oh man I'm telling you there there is already glory I'm telling you the glory is slipping under the veil right now the glory is getting out the mercy is getting out that veil it was rent from the top to the bottom. And it was in that moment that suddenly there was access to the mercy seat. Outer court. Inner court. Oh, I feel the anointing. Whew. Holy of holies. Glory. Miracles. The indescribable. Out here, everything that was done was done in natural light. It was outside the tent. It represents the flesh realm. It's where you see it. Touch it. Hear it taste it. It's that realm where only your five senses can comprehend it. Most of the church lives in the outer court. Everything is predictable. 
We have an explanation for it all. But then sometimes, occasionally, someone will go through the process and they'll move a little bit higher. Oh. And suddenly they're seeing oil, lamp, fire, bread, worship. But even though they've come a little further, bring me oil for the lamp. I've still got my foot in the natural world. I need bread for the table. I'm still counting on a man to bring me what I don't have. I'm still counting on a man to produce something that I need. I'm still counting on a man to bring me breakthrough, a man to bring me into a new dimension. I need a man to bring me oil, bring me bread. I can't do this without you. But then there was a place where you went. There was a place that took you beyond the realm of the outer court, beyond the realm of the inner court, and you went into the holy of holies. Oh, hear me now. Hear me now. Some of you have made some progress, but just still counting on a man to bring you bread and a man to bring you oil and a man to bring you breakthrough and a man to bring you a job and a works of man to bring you power but God said I'm about to take you into a realm where a man is not going to fix it for you and a man is not going to heal it and a man is not going to change it you're going to come into the glory I declare that you are going to transcend the natural laws of nature. I declare that there are going to be things that will manifest in 2021 that you have no explanation for. Where did the money come from? How did the lump dry up? How did the child get saved? How did the job open up? How, how, did, the, how did the person get delivered? How did, how did I get the house? Come on, somebody. How, how did I get the blessing? How did I get the breakthrough? You'll look and you'll say, I know. I know that I didn't see it in the natural because it couldn't happen. I know that a man didn't produce it, but I came into the glory and the glory did the impossible. I am declaring that in your life, in the next season, that the glory, 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 the glory. It's going to produce. You better raise your hands. You better raise your hands. Come on, I'm talking to you like a father. You better raise your hands. That's what I would tell my children. I believe I've been doing this long enough. I ought to be a father of the faith. I hope I am. If I'm not, bear with me because I sure want to be. I'm releasing over you, child of God. This is your year. This is your year for miracles to manifest and things to happen in the glory that you don't even have an explanation for. You're coming to the mercy seat. Now watch this. That priest, he would carry with him, he would carry with him a bucket of fire and a bucket of oil. A bucket of fire and a bucket of blood. There were things that had to happen. He would stand there at that, at that altar of worship. He had been wearing a crown. He had been wearing beautiful clothes. He was adorned. He was attractive. But he would take off his jewels. He would take off his crown. He would take off anything that brought 
any attention to him because he was going for the mercy seat. He would carry the blood and he would carry the fire. He was going to the mercy seat. You say, Pastor, I need miracles. What should I do? Run to the mercy seat. Run to the mercy seat. My children need salvation. Run to the mercy seat. I need a breakthrough. Run to the mercy seat. I need a miracle. Run to the mercy seat. Is anybody going to run to the mercy seat? Are you going to run to the mercy seat? Are you going to run to the mercy seat? I'm running. I'm running. Hey. I'm running to the mercy seat where Jesus is calling. He said his grace would cover me. His blood will flow freely. It will provide the healing. I'm running to the mercy seat. I'm running to the mercy this year your life be seated precious for a moment and I'm going to close your life will be filled with mercy seat miracles mercy seat manifestation now understand this he carried a bucket of fire carried a bucket of blood he's dripping in the oil that means he was flammable that means he could catch on fire any moment I declare your days with your fire being out is over I declare this year you are flammable I declare, I declare you are flammable this year. 
I declare you are covered in so much oil that you carry so much fire and you are washed in so much blood that miracles open up for your life. So now the priest, he's trembling. I've been through the process. The priest knew. I entered into his presence with thanksgiving. Whew. In his courts with praise, I came by way of the blood. Did anybody come by way of the blood today? Uh. And I present my body a living sacrifice. Will anybody do that with me? Will you present your body a living sacrifice? Tie the sacrifice to the horns of the altar. Tie it. That means you get yourself on this altar and you tie yourself to it and you tell your flesh it doesn't have power over you. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. Do it yourself. You come by way of the word. You wash yourself. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, holding it all up. The priest knew it. You come, pure oil, fresh fire, clean wick, no smoke. I bind the smoke out of your life, the deception off of you. You won't live a lie. You'll live the truth. The bread of his presence, the bread of his word, you'll feast on it. And if you handle it, you'll handle it with care. You'll be a worshiper. Pride dies right here. Pride has to die. Pride's got to go. False humility. If, if, you, if you are humble on the outside but prideful on the inside, God sees right through it. Take off anything that looks like you that gives glory to you, that gives honor to you. Take it off, intercede, intervene. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, live on the gospel. Know that you're only here because of Jesus. The veil is rent because of that. I'm in. I don't deserve to be here. I'm afraid. I'm in. I've had issues and failures, but I'm in. This is why they call it the mercy seat. Once the blood hits the mercy seat, Everything changes. Until the blood hits the mercy seat, it's a judgment seat. But the moment the blood hits the mercy seat, whew, once it hits this seat, it goes from a judgment seat to a mercy seat. What are you building in your life? Are you building a judgment seat or a mercy seat? I've been troubled by much of the church in America because much of the church I see has been building a judgment seat and not a mercy seat, calling each other out and telling each other off. And we've been building a judgment seat. But God said, no, this year I'm going to build a mercy seat and you're going to come together and I'm going to heal the land. The Lord said, you're going to have miracles because there's a mercy seat. The Lord said, your children will be saved because there's a mercy seat. The Lord said, the revival will come to America 
up because there's a mercy seat. The Bible said cancer will dry up because there's a mercy seat. The Bible said you'll be, you'll be restored because there's a mercy seat. The Bible declares there's a mercy seat. So I release over you mercy seat miracles. I declare that in this next season, you're going to see miracles manifest, not because you've earned it or because you've got it coming, but because the Lord himself has placed his blood over the mercy seat. And no way will he allow anything he has for you to be taken from you. In Jesus' mighty name, glory. You're in the glory. You're in the glory. You're in the glory. You're in the glory. Tell your neighbor, I'm in the glory. I'm in the glory now. I'm in the glory now. Come on now. I'm in the glory now. I'm in the glory now. Anything can happen this year. I'm in the glory now. Anything can happen this year. I'm in the glory now. Any door can open this year. I'm in it. I'm in the glory now. Anything broken can be healed this year. I'm in the glory now. Anything lost can be found this year. I'm in the glory now. Any sickness can be healed this year. I'm in the glory now. Anyone that doesn't know the Lord can come in now in my family. I'm in the glory. I'm here for him. I'm, I'm interceding. Anything can happen. I made it. I made it, God. I didn't make it because of myself. I made it because of you. Thank you for the process. I heard the Lord say this. Same thing I heard him say in early service. The Lord said, I'm pleased. The Lord said, I'm pleased with the process that you took my people through. I am releasing over you now this process that brings the unexplainable in your life. I declare your children are coming into the kingdom. I declare your family is supernaturally directed. I hear you, Lord. The Lord said, I'm shifting people. Somebody raise your hands. I hear the Lord say, I'm turning things on a dime. I heard the Lord say, I'm turning things on a dime. The Lord said, I'm turning some of your family around on a dime. I'm turning your future around on a dime. You thought you were going one way. God said, I'm turning it on a dime. The Lord said, I'm turning that attack on a dime. You've been, you've been, you've been under attack. The Lord said, you thought you were going to lose. I'm turning this battle on a dime. The Lord said, I'm about to bring you miracles. I release it over you in Jesus' name. Thank you for the glory, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for the glory, Lord. 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 We give you Sing it, John.
just one more time and then we're gonna bring our offerings to the Lord. But raise your hands and say. something. How many of you feel like you've been on a journey today? Somebody give Jesus a praise if you have. God is, God is releasing clean hands and pure hearts. That's what he's doing. Be seated. I've asked the Lord I turned 57 yesterday. It's my birthday. I said, Lord, as I age and I get older, I want to be more tender toward you. I don't want to age in that way that I get hard or mean or judgmental. I've asked the Lord make my heart tender and he's doing that y'all when I look out here in this church and all the years that I've been your pastor I've never loved this house like I love it now it's never meant more to me and the Lord led me to do first fruits and I've always tried to obey the Lord and I've made people mad people wanted me to do this and do that but I have to do what the Lord tells me to do because you'll answer to him for you and I'll answer to him for me. The Lord said, he gave me this strategy for first fruits. He said, son, if you'll, if you'll put me first, I'll bless everything about your church. And honey, we've been blessed even right through COVID. God has blessed this house like you can't even believe. And so the Bible said to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. The Bible said, bring the first fruits to the Lord. For some, it's the first day, the first week. Some even give the first month. Many give the greatest sacrificial gift of their year. They give it right then and there. I feel like we're in a crisis now because in America, we have leaders who are saying one thing and doing another. You understand what I'm trying to say? I think a leader leads by example. I've never told you what I've given. But the Lord dealt with my heart to share it with you today. And there have been years that I've given more than I'm giving right now. I'm just being honest with you. Don and I prepare for this. We save for this. This is a sacrifice for us. This takes faith for us. This year, 2020, the enemy's tried to rob so much out of my life. Tried to rob peace, you know, strength. Who's been there? The hell's been working overtime in our nation, even in the church. So I was up this morning around 5 along with Pastor Don. We usually always decide what we're going to give. And listen, I'm not trying to compare my gift to yours or your gift to mine. If you're hearing that, you're hearing the wrong thing. And 
it, if you're misunderstanding me, it's because you're committed to misunderstanding me. Because people who know me know me. And I don't have to impress somebody who knows me. But I said, don't. Today I feel like here's what I want to give. This is a sacrifice for us. But I said, today I want us to bring $7,777.77. Because in the Bible, seven represents rest. And I said, when I lay my offering down today, I am declaring that I am going to have a 2021 full of the rest of the Lord. So I'm giving this, declaring rest. Now, you don't have to match mine. I'm not, there was, that's not the motivation. What I'm telling you is this. I'm joining my need and my seed together. I'm telling the Lord what I need. How many of you need some things from the Lord today? I need, I do. So, I've always taught you about first fruits. I've done my best. I've always told you things that happen on the anniversary of first fruits. A few things. The Jews are meticulous date keepers. They believe that on the anniversary of first fruits that the Red Sea parted, that the obstacle that stood before them got out of the way. I'm declaring that this year, as you bring your first fruits to the Lord, every obstacle that the devil would put in front of you that would keep you from your promise is about to shift out of the way. I dare somebody right now, if you believe God's going to remove obstacles that have held you as you give today, get your faith around that. Haman was hung in the gallows that he had built for the Jews in the book of Esther. He built these gallows thinking he was building them for somebody else, for Mordecai. But he was supernaturally affected by the power of God, and he wound up hanging in his own gallows that he had put together for the people of God. Here's what I'm declaring. As you give this year, every scheme and every plan that the devil is orchestrating against your life, God's going to flip that script. And I'm telling you that the devil and his plan will perish in your life. The Jews believed that on the anniversary of first fruits, that that was when they tasted the promised land, the fruits of the promised land for the first time, that that's when they tasted the promise. Are you ready for this? I declare that in 2021, slip up your hands, that you're going to taste the promises of God, that you're going to taste some things you haven't tasted before, that you're going to see some things you haven't seen before in the mighty name of Jesus. And the last thing is this, when that and if you study the Old Testament, when the ark of Noah came to rest on Mount Ararat, everybody stand up now. When the ark of, of, the, of, of, of Noah came to rest on Mount Ararat, and when the storm ceased and, and, and Noah was able to step out, it happened on Ararat. And that does not sound like much until, until you define the word Ararat. Ararat actually means the place 
of the reverse of the curse. They believe on the anniversary of first fruits that the curse reversed. And I'm declaring that this year as you give, that every curse that the enemy tries to bring against you in 2021 is about to be reversed in the name of Jesus. I dare you right now, turn around one time. Come on, turn around one time. Yeah, yeah, that's for the Father. Turn around another time for the Son. Turn around one time for the Holy Ghost. Come on, turn around for the Holy Ghost. I hear the Lord say, that's what I'm doing in 2021. I'm reversing every curse that the enemy would bring against my people. This is a year of supernatural. Ah reversal this is a year of supernatural reversal the devil thought he had us but he's sadly mistaken god's about to turn it around i need you to stop right there and give god a ridiculous praise if you are ready to see him turn it around he's turning it around he's turning it around no you gotta lift up a roar you gotta lift up a praise John, I want you to help me. I need about for the next 30 seconds. I don't want you to be cute about it. I want you to lift up a roll reversal, realm reversal. Praise right now in the house. Yeah. One, two, three. It's reversing. It's reversing. Doctor supports are reversing. Attacks of the enemy are reversing. The devil's work in America is reversing. We will have revival. We will have awakening. It's reversing. Devil, it's reversing. Somebody shout, it's reversing. It's reversing. Somebody shout, it's turning around. It's turning around. Why? Because I'm living from the glory. So here's what I want you to do. We got our offering, baby. I want you to get your offering and I want you to hold it up before the Lord. Some of you got to, you're giving on your phones. And what we're going to do, I want all of my, my receivers to get in position. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I feel so good about it. I said I feel so good about it. Oh, I just, this is going to be a good year for y'all. This is going to be a blessed year for y'all. You got close to me, now I'm in the glory. I'm just going to prophesy over you. I declare that the Lord is going to do great things for Josh and Natasha Carter. I declare that God's going to use you in the Calvary family in ways you never dreamed or imagined, that there's fresh oil coming on you this year. So I want you to get your offering and I want you to hold it before the Lord right now. And I, if you're giving on your phone or you're giving online at home or you're giving on a campus, I want you to take it right now and I want you to hold it before the Lord. Now this is first fruit, so look at me. You say, Pastor, what are you going to do with it? Hold it up. Look at me now. Conventional wisdom says it's been a crazy 2020. Who knows what's going to happen in 2021? Hold on to it. Hold on to it for the church. Hold on to it for the ministry. But see, I don't depend on the economy and what the devil thinks. I depend on the Lord. 
So everything we give today, we're going to sow it into the kingdom around the world. We're going to give it to the Dream Center. We're going to give it to Teen Challenge. We're going to give it to Broken Families. We're going to give it away. Take that, devil. We're going to give it away. And when we give it away, heaven is going to open up and provide in this house and in your house like never before. So hold it up in the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to bring it, and then I'm going to wave it. You can't leave. Give me just a couple more minutes, and I'm going to wave your offering before the Lord. You on live stream, do the same. You drop this offering in the basket. Come on now. You wave your phone. If you're giving on your phone, wave it over the basket. It can be the first day, the first week, the first month. Some people give even more than that. But this is the offering of sacrifice. You're giving and letting the devil know the Lord's involved in my harvest. So hold that offering up. Hold it up in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that as you bring your first fruits to the Lord, that this is your year of supernatural reversal. I declare that obstacles get out of the way, and I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that you're going to taste new fruit. I declare that you're going to taste things and see things that you've never experienced in your life. And I declare that every attack the enemy brings against you is broken, and he's going to be defeated in 2021. If you believe it, shout amen. Now bring your offerings to the Lord. Come on. We're going to pray over them as you give them. If you're giving on your phone, just wave it. You by live stream or you on the campuses, hold your offerings up and let's give it. Come on, son, and sing.
give God a mighty praise. Come on now, God is connected to your harvest the rest of the year. How many of you could say, Pastor, I've, I've been at Calvary in a lot of Sundays, but I've never quite seen a Sunday like this. If that's you. So, I'm declaring now that this year, Rachel, there's a new anointing coming on you. I just heard the Lord say that. The Lord said he did something in you this morning. You feel that, don't you? The oil of the Holy Spirit is pouring over you and your family. The Lord's going to lift a burden that you've been under this last year. Just give me a minute. In the name of Jesus, heaviness is lifting, strength is coming. The Lord said, get ready for breakthrough in 2021. The Lord said, you made it in. You said, the Lord said, when it was mercy seat time, Rachel, you got in. You're going to see mercy seat miracles. How many of you are receiving it with Rachel right now? You're receiving it right now. So precious, I declare that everything that I've taught this week is going to manifest in your life. Now, I'm going to take the next couple of weeks, and I'm going to go really deep in this tabernacle. How many of y'all would like me to teach some more from the tabernacle and just unpack it? It's going to be life-transforming. You can't miss it. I want you to be a part of it. You by live stream as well. I felt prompted in my spirit that Pastor Don closed this out. But I hear the Lord say, tell them that when they leave, that my glory is going with them. Heard that in my spiritual ear. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can give at calvaryfl.com slash give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.